Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 35 of the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and uh, one day I'm going to be famous. It'll be like I'm one with the stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Mike Coyle, and do you know that Atemsis All Seeing, do you know what Atemsis All Seeing's favorite song is? No. It's Mambo number five. <laughs> Zero, one, two, three, four, five. CMC's in my hand, so you're going to die. <laughs> That's really good. And I know what the card is now. Now it's you know Sphinx. what it is. Yeah. It's the Sphinx. <laughs> Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But especially Commander. Mostly Commander? Yeah, whichever you prefer. Just a quick note. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast and you can't find the Magic Singles and Sealed product you're looking for at your LGS, we would appreciate it if you used our TCG Player affiliate link on our website and Twitter when making your purchase. It's not on our website yet, but it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. It's a great help to the podcast and allows us to do some fun things like pack one, pick ones, crack a packs, giveaways, and all sorts of fun stuff. An even easier way to support the show is by subscribing, rating, and commenting on whatever format you're listening to the podcast on. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or any other platform, your feedback and support is greatly appreciated. It sounds like you recorded it. It sounds really good. You do a pretty good job of that every week now. It's really easy when you just read it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And what is on our agenda this week? Uh, this week, we are going to talk about house rules. Uh, that's going to be our big subject. Uh, rule number zero for commander, which is really there are no rules for a commander. And you can, uh, you know, come up with any any sort of limitations or whatnot that you want to do to make your pod more fun, whether it's at your home or your LGS. We're going to crack a pack and we're going to finish up with a tribal commander of the week. Scarab guy? Yes. Nice. Zombos. Love them. So house rules. Yeah. We played with some. We do. We have an LGS that has some. We do. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about just, we found a bunch of rules all over. We it's talked to ton. people, we found a bunch online and we're going to go through them and see which ones we like and talk about them or I guess, or don't like. Yeah. Just, yeah. How would we would, how we would feel about mm-hmm. it if it was in our play group, whether we would play with it, play around it, build for it. Maybe. I don't know. I'll start with one that I like, and this is also one that we do at one of our LGSs, which mm-hmm. is mall to seven playable cards. Yeah. Um, but it's it says to not abuse it, which obviously we do it on the honor system mm-hmm. at our LGS, but we mull until you have three lands in hand, and the first time you get three lands in your hand, you have to keep it. It's still it's still on the honor system. And yep. I reveal though, if I've if I've drawn seven and I get two lands, one land, no land, one land, two lands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you really have all those with no? And I, I don't mind. Them all out. I don't. I don't care if anyone sees those in my deck. Right. But yes, I'm not. If you're cheating in Commander, you shouldn't, and that's on you. Yeah. Don't just. I don't mean, do that. And I. I, I think that spans to any format, but especially Commander <laughs> <laughs> in a casual, fun format. Yeah, don't cheat. Please don't. <laughs> um. So you keep going until you have three lands in your hand, and then uh, the the whole purpose is no one is completely locked out of the game you at least have something to play down mm-hmm. in your first three turns mm-hmm. and that i mean chances are you're going to draw another land if you've already got three chances are you you're not out of the game and it's to make for a more um a, i guess a, a more fun game right that everybody does something in but if you do take that next hand and there's six lands in that hand you are required to keep 
You do have to keep, you know what? After though? your first hand. In Commander, course. I don't always hate, though, keeping six lands. D- depending on the deck. <laughs> Get Rog six lands. Okay. That's no problem. I mean, I don't mind keeping six lands and even like Feather. Because chances are I'm not going to draw too many more lands. And Feather has a lot of draw spells. So That's true. You just need three to get the commander out and keep going. I'm usually the opposite and super greedy and keep a two lander and then get mana screwed. But, you know, that's me. So this is this is one of the house rules we like. Yeah, I do like this one a lot. If you don't do that or haven't done it, try it out. It's a good one. It just it, it just feels bad when someone has to like mull, mull down to like five in a casual game, in a casual format. And it's a it's a deck that, I don't know, let's mono red. It's like, okay, well, it's not going to gain a whole lot of card advantage here, so they're going to be at five cards or less unless they can't play things like for the rest of the game. I've seen someone keep a one-lander because they, they had like a two-drop mana dork, and they said, I'm going to mm-hmm. get there, I'm going to get there. And then they don't draw that land for like two or three turns, mm-hmm. and they've done nothing. Right. I can't, don't, you need to at least mull a little bit. Y- yeah, you can't. <laughs> you, it, your first mall's free in the in in the commander is. format in a it multiplayer is. format, and it's not even commander; it's multiplayer format. So your right. first mall is free. Um, so I guess that that is <clears throat> on top of this. But I I like our rule of you mull until you get a playable seven, but just don't abuse it. Now this is uh, this is a rule that um, wasn't it? Uh, one of the the makers of commander actually plays with this rule as well. I've been I I cannot confirm, but I've been told it's a it's a rule that was adapted from something Sheldon Menory had said yeah. at some point. If that's true, please please tell us and confirm that. Yeah. So I know I saw a house rule on here that kind of goes into the same thing. Um, it says if it's within the first three turns of the game, and you miss a land drop, you can reveal your hand show that you do not have any more lands and they give you a free basically like for our for all sense and purposes like an Eldrazi Scion that you can sacrifice for a colorless. They give you a creature? No, it's not actually a creature. Though. Is it a treasure that you get? I mean It's 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 a land that you sacrifice for a oh. colorless basically. It doesn't count as any permanent type. But they're like we'll we'll float a colorless your way. And maybe that's to help people hit like a cultivate or something. They didn't, the, the the person who presented this rule didn't actually have any specific situations where this would happen. But it's like if you miss a land drop before turn three, we'll give you one free colorless. And maybe you can abuse that if you're playing like an artifact deck or something. But for the most part, it's probably pretty fair to use. Hopefully it makes it so you can actually get your ramp card and then you're not mana screwed for the rest of the game. Or... Interesting. I could see somebody keeping a two lander knowing that they've got good stuff in their hand, I guess, and then knowing they're going to get a treasure. But I guess <clears throat> they it's don't. not color mana, though. N- no. No, but I guess there is a chance you're going to draw a land. So, but it. And you do have to reveal your hand. Helps you. Yeah. There is a downside to it, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't hate that rule. It's not terrible. It's a very casual rule. It is. I, I bet you could abuse it, though, if you really tried to. And I guess that's not really what house rules are, are made for, for abusing, but. You know, some of the house rules that we have at our uh, local game store, we are we are typically playing to win, and you have to play around some of these house rules or this is for some of these That's house for rules. league for league right. or or uh, our Sundays when we play for store credit kind of deal. Like 
for instance. Well, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about this rule. It's one that I actually have on here. So, so there's a house rule and I found one online as well of increasing the number of infect counters that you need to lose a game. Personally, I disagree with it. Infect is not very prevalent. It, you've got Skitherix, uh, as a, as a commander, or you've got like Triumph of the Hordes. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I do, I've, don't know any other cards that people are actually playing and making it relevant, I guess. There's like a Traxa Infect, I guess. I guess if you want to go that route and then she proliferates by one. I mean, that's a slow mm -hmm. clock, but mm -hmm. if you're doing that and having to go up higher, I mean, it's just, it's it's almost too hard to even win a game. So I do have like a Lizard the Multifarious deck that wins through Infect. Yep. And I can't play it in, in some spots because you need to get 10, but we have... Um, house rule at one of our shops that is 15 yeah um but there was a rule online that that someone said it should be half your life like half your life it was the rule in in a constructed format where right. your life total is at 20 a 1v1 format right and 20 i mean there's no way i'd even win if it was 20 no i mean it's it's a lot easier to get in for 21 commander damage than it is for 20 infect for the most part yeah so um the i mean some of the the arguments here was that it makes attracts in blight so colossus less oppressive and perhaps these these were suggested when um attracts was on the top of the format and just everywhere i mean sure. I, we have we have some we have a lot of attracts decks at that that we see i i see a lot less now yeah it's because i think it's because everyone built one but i mean it's still it's you know, still the top you know why i didn't build one because everyone had one i mean even that's I, why i even didn't. i had one you did i think you only played it a few times though and then yeah I, and then, I played it a bunch at the at the shop i wouldn't play it in our friend group just because it was like it was super friends and it was slow to play because yeah. it was all right activate 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 activate, 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 activate. all right proliferate proliferate, 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 proliferate. so that's that's kind of why I took it apart. I do still have a Planeswalker deck, but it's not Atraxa. Atraxa is really good, though. I mean, I don't blame people for playing Atraxa. No, not at all. I just, uh, and I had tweeted the other day, and some people might have seen it. There, was so, there were some funny comments. I said, it was interesting to see that on EDA Direct two-year, the, the top commanders for two years, Atraxa has been unseated by Maldrotha now, and Maldrotha is the oh, top commander, baby. which I love the Maldrotha deck, and I don't see that ever. I think we know one person that has one, and they play it at our LGS rarely. Hmm. Right? And and um, But the comments that I got were things like, my bad, I have Atraxa, or I also have this Atraxa. <laughs> 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 I might be guilty of, guilty of making Atraxa. <laughs> yeah so i guess i can see why and, and maybe maybe when this comment was posted it was they were over it and it, someone was just doing that like proliferating constantly and sure that's how they were winning i know um it was originally one of my alternate win conditions in nekusar was since nekusar says uh, whenever an opponent draws a card nekusar deals one damage to that player you could give nekusar infect mm -hmm. and then try to kill everyone and and doing 10 infect with nekusar it's actually really, really easy. I, I have it as an alternate win con and Slimefoot with grafted exoskeleton. It's an equipment, or it's a, yeah, it's an artifact equipment. You equip it to Slimefoot, and then it says, um, it, the, the creature has infect. And with Slimefoot, if a Sapperling would die, Slimefoot deals one damage to each opponent. So if you can make them and sacrifice them using things like Ashnod's Altar, yep. you can win that way. It's an alternate win con, but, um, uh, you know, Triumph of the Hordes I use in my Hepatra deck. 
Yeah. Because you make a couple snakes and then you give them plus two, plus two in infect. You can actually take one person out. It's a one-time effect. Sure. I'm not winning with infect otherwise. Right. But making it 15 really feels like it puts it out of reach mm -hmm. almost all of the time. I, I don't think Triumph of the Horde is any any more worse than like an overrun or something. I think they're pretty much on the same. I mean, Triumph of the Hordes, I don't think is trample. Does no. it give trample? So I, don't, I don't think so. Which, which pretty much puts it on the same, the same field as an overrun. Cause I mean, if you have, you know, five creatures out, you're, you're going to give, you know, an extra 15 power on your board and trample with overrun. We're trying for the hordes. Oh, they do get trample. Oh, they do yeah, get trample. Plus one, plus one. They get plus one, plus one, gain trample and infect. Yeah. So okay. they do, they do get trample, but it's only plus one, plus one. And yeah. I'm giving it to my two twos. It's true. With that have death touch. So they don't get plus two, plus two. My, my, you know, our mistake. One plus one, plus one. But they do have death touch. So one always goes over for that. Right. But I still have to have 10 snakes. 10 snakes or they have to have not enough creatures. Right. But um, I don't know. Just my opinion. I don't yeah. think, I don't think in fact needs to go up at all. No, I, and, and, and I agree with that. I think it would actually be kind of, I'm, I'm a fan of alternate wind. I actually don't so. mind losing to infect. I, you know, it feels worse to lose to a crater hoof without infect. The, the only way I would uh, say it feels bad to lose to infect is like, if you lose to it, like on turn six and then someone board wipes and then, the game goes on for like another two hours after that. You're like, dang it. Yeah. Now I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there and have snacks. I mean, snacks are always great. Good. Always great. All right. So uh, one of the house rules I found is allowing some normally non-legendary creatures be your commander, such as Tama Noah, which is a, a Naya there's just a video done on that this week. Yep. And then uh, the Nephilim, all the Nephilim, the four uh, four color creatures. Um, I don't know why they're not legendary anyway. Well, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people just play with them as legendaries. Sure. And that's, I guess, a house rule because Radio. technically, assuredly, <laughs> I guess it's just a house rule that some people have where you're allowed to play those creatures as legendary. And it actually goes kind of beyond that. Someone posed the question, do you grant those creatures the the uh, super type legendary or do you just allow them to play them as their commander and not do any other changes? I mean, I think if you're, I would, if I was playing it as my commander, I would expect that a destroy a target legendary creature would work on it. Sure. I, I would argue that. Or, or I mean, it, there's there's technically a disadvantage in very particular cases where if you have your, uh, what are those like sorceries? Is it a legendary sorcery? Where yeah. you can't cast it unless you control legendary permanent. Correct. Yeah. So those very niche situations, I guess there's the the good side and the bad side, but then there's also like duplication effects. It would allow you to duplicate your commander and not have the legend rule make it sacrifice or something. But uh, apparently this rule has been played both ways in a few different pods. People had this um, this rule. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It seems like it would be it would, it would kind of open things up. The, the only reason I would probably not like this rule is because it would be a commander deck that I couldn't play at one of our LGSs unless it was just like a friendly pod or something. I couldn't play it on commander night at our LGS is because it technically isn't a legendary creature. 
but it could be fun to play, you know, one off with friends or something like that. I would be happy. I guess there's one card that comes to mind, I guess that's mm-hmm. non-legendary, which is a creature from, I believe it's cold snap. Um, and it's diamond fairy, which is two and then bant. So green, white, blue mm-hmm. for a three, three flying fairy that has uh, pay one and a snow mana for snow creatures you control to get plus one, plus one till end of turn. But it's not legendary. That'd be kind of cool because you can actually build a deck that cares about snow and commander. Yeah, that would be cool. Other than just snow lands. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know why that creature wasn't legendary. It's a snow. It's, it should have been, I, I mean, in my opinion, a legendary snow creature. Yeah, that way they actually are relevant in commander, but I guess they weren't really designing for commander oh, back maybe then. Maybe we'll get snow for commander this year. I didn't think about snow, snow as a way. mechanic. Snow, snow way. way. There's snow way. <laughs> There's snow <laughs> way. <laughs> no, that'd be great. I still, I think, I think we talked about it last time. Just real quick, just real, just tangent, real quick. I talked about uh, finishing the mana base of the uh, battle bond lands in the new commander. We still also haven't finished the cycle of cycle lands, and I would like that as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that. How, house rule, I'm going to make my own cards <laughs> <laughs> that are the finishing the cycle of the Battle Bond lands and the cycle lands. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, our next house rule, this one I thought was interesting. And I don't know if a lot of people would want to adopt this because <laughs> I think it detracts. Well, I don't know. Let me read it and see if that's right. Okay. House rule is that in multiplayer games, if someone dies, all of their actions on the stack still resolve. <laughs> Okay, I don't mind that at all. No. I, I would call that game type Spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go out, then I'm going to cast this spell. I'm going to Cyclonic Rip. No, you wouldn't want to do that. You want the next game to go faster. You do, because then you'd just be sitting out. Yeah, so you don't Because your Cyclonic Rift overloaded, and then someone in response takes you out instead, still resolves, though. Yeah, but that would be bad for you, because now you have to wait even longer for the next pod the next you game. do as as that person yeah but if you're doing an infinite combo that's going to take everyone else out they can kill you in response and then you still destroy the pod and then you don't win you actually lost first <laughs> <laughs> well well there's that and that's probably what this was for probably i mean it, either that or it's like you don't want to just you know someone says oh i'll leave you up with with one life as long as you you know don't do anything <clears throat> weird to the board it's like, okay, I'd cast Torment of Hailfire if X equals 99. I'm like, well, ping you for one so that it doesn't resolve. Now it resolves. Yeah, and then it does resolve in your... Well, it's... yeah, yeah, because you would still be up, then it would resolve. Yeah. I just take everyone down with you. I discard 99 cards. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the card that you put your um, library into your hand? Uh, enter the infinite enter the infinite yeah. <laughs> flash speed as long as you haven't drawn you... a single card or played a single <laughs> card the whole game <laughs> oh you can to... you torment of hellfire for 99 on turn one is that possible somewhere? turn one <laughs> yeah. you could probably go infinite mana on turn one into a torment of hellfire for 99 yeah i bet you could yeah i can come up with the line I could do it. In mm. fact, my mono black Sidisi deck pretty much did a similar thing. Turn one, it could go Aetherflux Reservoir on people's face, but it took a perfect hand. 
but anyway, um, there is a house rule that I saw, which, okay, I won't give my position on it, but I, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that you can guess my position on it right away. So they play a game type called King of the Hill that makes it so you can only attack the person who has the highest life total. Global damage is okay, but you can only actively attack the person with the highest life total. However, if you are the king, you can attack whoever you want. I assume you don't like this. No. I don't either. No. I definitely don't like because this. Because that takes away the ability for you to have your threat assessment. Well, I think it obviously this pod, this this house rule for this pod was created for a very attack with creatures uh, game style that yes. all all the people in here play. Which, if you have that, maybe it is kind of good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you don't, and you're like me, who has like two decks that swing out of the sixteen that I own, or whatever it is. It just it feels like away, it helps me. You instantly, as like a, a someone playing like a deck like Crick, you will never be attacked because your life total will be lower than everyone's. You will never have the highest life total. And you can't attack them in this format. Yeah. With creatures. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, Crick will always have a lower life total. Until the turn it wins when it plays the cards <laughs> and gains 900 life. That's, sure. That's right. But, but if instantly... Yeah. There's commanders that start with a significant advantage. Yeah. Or ones that just hurt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's... But then I want to be able to swing up the player that I know is going to win. But I feel, yeah, I guess this would be a specific rule that I would institute for decks that swing only with creatures. Right. I mean, and, that's the only way to win. And let's be honest, everyone's swinging at the Aloro player, anyways. Always. Aloro yeah, Aloro's always going to get swung. I don't care. You gained two life eight turns ago. I'm going to swing at you. Yeah, dude, you have more <laughs> life than you did before, so I'm swinging at you. One time I saw someone cast Aloro. Can you believe that? I don't... What are you saying what right now? What is happening in that game? Aloro was on the battlefield. Can I've, you believe someone cast that? I've played my Aloro deck probably <laughs> 25 times, and I've never, <laughs> ever cast Aloro. I... I want to play a Loro and cast it just to play a Loro giant. That's like a power move. Yeah. It's a power. move. I'm going to play a Loro. The table just looks at you. What are you doing? doing? You, you just wait and see. And then you draw extra cards. You're like, (laughs) is that what a Loro does? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize this commander did that. Yeah. Man. What if a Loro gained you more life when he was on the battlefield than he did when he was in your command zone? I'd play it if you gain four life. If two eminence for two or four life, it's on the battlefield. Uh huh. Yeah, I'd play it. Why not? Because then you're not casting your other spells. That would be why not. But you already gained enough life. It doesn't matter. That's not true. You you, you already gained enough life, so you cast them to gain more life. No, to draw cards. Oh, gotcha. I mean, the gaining life is. I mean, that's just it. Just happens in a Loro. But drawing right. more cards. House rule. Aloro gains you four life if he's on the battlefield. Two life for eminence. That, that, I mean, that would be kind of cool. I think to that see. helps only Aloro players. It does. It does. <laughs> this is specifically, we're going to have house rules that only help Aloro. Oh, my gosh. I could go for house house rules for commander. Mm-hmm. Or you double your commander's effect. House rule. If you have a commander with an activated ability, it activates twice. 
Kibble, uh, that'd be great. I think that's, I can think of like 12 instances where that would be broken. <laughs> like what? Um, I'm what, putting you on the spot this week. Okay. So, uh, Scarab God. Okay. But you still have to pay, you pay and you get two creatures back. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, what about like a, like prime speaker Vanifer or something? So you, that's still rings. Well, or sack one thing and get two creatures. Because it, it technically it, only costs one. That's a hard one to say because you have to sack a creature to to make that happen. I guess maybe if you want to just argue, you can sack two. Is sacking it counts as cost for the ability for that one. Yeah. So but then don't you, use that. Like Ashley <laughs> the Pilgrim, you pay two, and you instead of getting one counter, you get two counters. Does it count as two activations? Oh, that's a hard one because if you activate it a third time in the turn, no. When you activate it, the ability happens an additional time. That's what I would just say. But I wouldn't it doesn't say actually activate an additional time. It just you only activate it once. Twice. Just happens so, twice. So you're saying you're saying everyone gets a free rings of Brightheart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, it's like it's like um plane chase, but we're on rings of Brightheart. It's, I, actually, <laughs> speaking of that plane chase, fun. there like a lot of these house rules. Like if you if you wanted to spice up your commander night and you are thinking about adding house rules, you should try playing plane chase. Plane chase is really fun. It's tons of fun. There are sometimes the plane is like, all your creatures get minus one, minus one. You're playing a token stack. And you're like, I'm <laughs> spending need to get all of, of my mana to get off this plane. <laughs> I like the plane that doubles all your mana. That one's oh. great. Oh. I think that might be Zendikar. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I've, I haven't played a ton of plane chase. I but don't even own Plane Chase. I didn't get Anthology, and I wish I had, but I know that you can, our our game shop, they collect the Plane Chase cards, and then they sell them as like a pack. Yeah. So you can just get, I mean, you can get those online there too. Is, yeah, so there is an app, I believe, for it. Oh, is well. there also an app? I think there's a Plane Chase app. If you don't have Plane Chase, get the Plane Chase app. We should play Plane Chase. Let's, Let's get... Do you want to just quit recording and just go play, I'm not play saying Plane right Chase? Now. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes, but, but no, we have to do this. This is important. <laughs> this is important. But we should play Pinata and Plane Chase with our viewers. At well, some point. GP Detroit. I'm sorry, Magic Fest Detroit. Is it GP now? It's what Magic are we back Fest. Too. I can't remember. Wait, is it is Fireball Grand Prix and Magic Fest is like? I don't know. There's a Detroit event coming up. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. We're, yeah. We'll be there. So if you're going, make sure to tweet at us, or send us an email, or contact us, or s- stop us and wave at us. Yeah. Just stop. To play, us. stop. Just say stop. <laughs> stop moving. Like you told me to do this. I don't know why, but <laughs> so we can play commander or pinata. Yes, I. But will... not emperor. I did not like that format that much. It was very stressful. What about uh, competitive two-headed giant? Or that even with telepathy <laughs> out, knowing what's happening. Uh, back to house rules. Yeah, sorry. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Do Is you... it my turn? I think. It's I think your it's turn. my turn. It's your turn. Okay, so. Someone had said on Twitter, when combo became the thing, they made a rule in their playgroup that when you're about to combo off, you just check and you go, yeah, it's going to work. Like none of us are going to counter this. It resolves. And instead that person, they're considered to have won the game and Mm -hmm. then they just kind of step out and then the rest of them just finish up the game so they can continue to play. And then you're really just playing for second. And I I think at our LGS for a while, at least on Sundays, the way that it works, we kind of have that rule Yeah. because on Sunday at least what we do is you play all the pods play their game. And then the people who came in first 
play against the people who came in first. The people who came in second play against the people who came in second and so on. But first, second, third, and fourth isn't really a thing in Magic. First place is a thing. Yep. Otherwise, you just lost. So in this instance, if someone goes to combo off um, and, and they won, you know they're in first, but you need to determine who came in second, third, and fourth. And sometimes we say it was reverse turn order you lose or in turn order you lose um but i think in most cases people like to just play for second third and fourth because yeah. then they can just keep playing yeah. the game you get to keep playing and the with person the one who won with the yeah and then you just get to keep playing yeah i think that's a good rule yeah i love Compl- that love it great rule to have it, it's more magic and for the people who and, and the it's person, more and the and yeah, the person who's out isn't they didn't die first they won right and and they got to play the combo they wanted to play yeah absolutely love this rule yeah 100 percent. it's fantastic i i even think that we've done this bye 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 we've done this <laughs> bye bye no not that bye 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 jim kramer bye 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 he presses his bye button oh i just saw in sync i did the hand motion we right now bye-bye, not in sync <laughs> i'm on jim kramer here <laughs> <laughs> on boy pants <laughs> You kind of like did a weird hand motion that pre- looked like the little duck a, lips that they do. He presses a button. He goes, bye, 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 bye. I don't even know who this is. He's a finance guy. On it's like MSNBC. Brian's on the podcast. And I have no idea what he's <laughs> referencing. You guys remember that? Brian always had these obscure references. And I go, I don't even know what's happening. I'm so confused. <laughs> is that what you should call the episode? I'm so confused. I don't even know what's happening. What's, what's going on? What is happening? So institute that rule. If someone combos off, play for second. Yeah. The game usually ends really fast after that anyway. Yeah. Because the person who came in first may have dealt a bunch of damage in it, or mm-hmm. they played like a card approach of the second son. I guess that they comboed and they just won. So life totals have already been touched. So yeah, you're not all at 40 when that happens. Mm-hmm. By the way, you do have to be at least a little bit careful in that, like in our league that we're talking about. Um, well, I guess it's more in our Sunday games that we're talking about where the, all the fourth place people have to play each other. You got to be careful in that fourth place pod. Oh, because a lot of those people were actually the people who would have won had they not been taken out seconds before they were going to combo off. Either that or they yeah. got ganged up on by all three of the other players. Because they're playing they're, mono black like Crick or they're playing an Elsha, the infinite deck yeah. or mono blue something. The, the first place pod and the fourth place pod is like terrifying. You want to be in solid. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you want to win, but you yeah. want to be in solid third. Yeah. If you're not going to win your pod, two <laughs> or three, go for those. <laughs> You'll probably get like a group hug deck in one of them. And in the other one, it's like a, just a fair deck. Yeah. Like an Edgar Markov something. Oh my gosh. Edgar I think Markov. Edgar Markov is fair. There's probably people listening that go, Edgar Markov is not fair. Why it's, it's, you? I mean, it's really good at killing one person. Winning a or pot of four get, is like, tough. Or if they get like Cather's Crusade or a coat of arms, then it's really good at killing everybody yeah everybody but every yeah dies. you're on boy bands again I, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other one that was that's is that backstreet boys that's backstreet boys backstreet's back all right <laughs> now you, you got to get more references in. you know every every time i play against an edgar markov deck though i oh i'm somehow always playing green and I always have Arachnogenesis in hand. Oh, to block with those spiders. You b- and, and you prevent all non-spider damage yeah. with that fog. That's a very good card. And you Underrated. Gang, you gang block Edgar, and then you crack back with your 20 spiders that he just gave you. Ugh, love it. So good. I'm definitely not stalling to look up To find next your next rule? rule. Um, so... There is um, 
this one we I kind of mentioned it a little bit before. Someone was complaining a little bit that um, it, he claims he wasn't complaining, but you can tell that there's some feel bads here. When you get knocked out early in a game, and it's like you know what it's it's I got knocked out in a fair way. Maybe someone's playing a Voltron deck, and Voltron, you should go to try to kill one person. That's how your deck works. Don't spread the love. Kill one person. Uh, and they're going to be mad and don't let it make this you person's, feel bad. This person strictly says, not mad, but you can tell he feels bad. Okay. <laughs> um, they just, feel bad. They feel bad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not correcting you. I the, just famous, don't say the famous Mr. King feels bad. Okay. Um, that they would have something going on, some some extra rule that they could use for that extra and he claimed it was a two and a half hour game after he got knocked out because someone board wiped afterwards yeah and just resets everything well and his suggestion was when the first person goes out no more board wipes you just you're not allowed to play board wipes anymore once someone goes out just to quicken the game but you may discard your board wipes to draw a card so it's like cycle for zero on board wipes that's what your board wipes become what are your thoughts on that? You have to have a defined definition of board wipe. Yeah, this includes, so he actually kind of went into depth. This includes bounces, including single player bounces like River's Rebuke. Single target removal is okay. So you could keep your Cyclonic Rift. Is my Blasphemous Act considered board wipe? Yes. It doesn't target one thing. He says single single target removal is okay but not things that erase board states. There's that new card that deals four damage to each creature. Is that a board wipe? Lots um, of things live through that. This post was three months ago. Okay. Well. So it didn't exist. But it's, I mean, I mean it's, is anger of the gods? I mean. I mean, yeah. But I mean, by this definition, it seems like that's a board wipe card. It might, it might be considered one. No. I build decks with board wipes because I need to get to the late game yeah so i don't like that because then half the cards in my deck i don't build a deck that has half board wipes but maybe 10 sure in some of my decks 10 yeah my noyan dar deck has multiple board wipes and mass bounces because it's noyan dar mm-hmm. my new mono white deck currently has 15 <clears throat> board wipes in it and i'm not done building it yet that's your Dejuru with eyes open. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing a mono white Planeswalker deck yep. that you need board wipes in. No, no, I wouldn't because that functionally changes uh, the way that I would build decks. But if we had a night where that was the rule, mm-hmm. it changes the way everybody builds their deck, I guess. For sure. So you can draw cards. So but, so like when, when I play Evacuation and you're playing Arena and you go, is the game over yet? I'm like, no, pretty much just restarted it. Yeah, arena. You, oh yeah, that happened. Arena. There was there was a day that uh, uh, I sat out a game, so we only had a four man pod instead of playing a five player game because they sometimes they take too long. We, I mean, I yeah. like playing three or four. I don't really want to play a five man pod. I I agree. Um, and so I said I'll just sit out. The game will probably be like an hour, and we'll be good to go. So I said I'm going to play some arena while you guys are playing that. I, I swear to God, an hour later, I go, Hey, where are life totals at? Uh, it was like 38, 40, <laughs> 17, and like 35. And I said, okay. And then like another half hour goes by. Uh, the board was wiped again. Okay. 
the game was like oh it was just over two hours yep like, oh, i played like 80 games on arena i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't get any further in the ladder but i did it <laughs> i love me my new tori yeah back. i don't think i don't think i'd like i don't want to cycle board wipes no i no, i'm I, gonna pass on that rule i also agree with you on that one uh another one that people have said i don't think this one's new i think a lot of people already agree with this but conceding at sorcery speed so that somebody can't do whatever it is they're trying to do like if you have to deal damage to a player to draw a card or something that the other player needs to be in the game still Mm -hmm. to continue um i i don't think that's right so i don't think conceding it i think conceding at sorcery speed is fine um or is is the right way to do it unless someone you know that there's nothing else you can do and you just acetate like can we all just scoop and be done yeah but i think I think this rule is only okay though if you're doing something that is affecting that that person. Right. Now I know. Mm. I know. I think both of us have been affected by this in uh, our commander leagues that we played in, with people conceding early and kind of preventing you from getting points that you could get by doing certain things in the game. And it changed the rules because it was if you did something if you if you did exact damage to each player mm-hmm. you got extra points so you either did exa- you did commander damage gets you extra points mm-hmm. or dealing exactsies they would call it, you know you got extra points and people would concede so you didn't get the points and it was really it was really it was affecting a lot cuz a lot of people were saying well I built a deck so I could do this exact thing and they're scooping so I can't get it right. so they changed it to if that person if that person scoops they lose points then mm-hmm. um because it's not it's not in the spirit of the game i mean you're you're there to at, at least at a league to try to win. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is this is I think exactly that. I mean, don't don't scoop. There's penalties for doing that, and I guess some people you need you need, there's lots of cards that need somebody to still be in. It's true. But then you have some people who play just a lockout strategy and it's like you ask like can we just scoop like well, I was I'm just trying to get my points. And it's like, okay, I understand. Just ask them, what points are you trying to get? Can you prove Cause I'm going to, I'm just, if you can just show us that anymore. you have the cards, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go, I need to get my fifth, my fifth elf. So I have five elves <laughs> yeah. out cause there's a point for getting multiple of a single creature type. Can you just show me the next elf? Okay. You're going to draw it in two turns. You, you got the point. Yeah. I don't want to, let's just play a new game. Congratulations. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a new rule. I think lots of people follow this. Yeah. So that's house rule. All right. How about this one? In this pod, they cap two things. They have a maximum for two things. I guess this might be able, this this might be like on the line about infinite combos, but they cap life total at 100 or two and a half times starting life, depending on, you know, what, what your, uh, what, what format you're playing in. And then there's also capping creature tokens out at 100. What? You can never have enough tokens. A hundred's a lot. And though. you have let it go, but they have to have the actual tokens on them. Oh, you have to have one hundred <laughs> tokens. If you want to make a million soldiers, you better have a million soldier tokens to lay out on my table. Yeah, that'd be an interesting rule. You can make as many tokens as you have. I'm just buying all of the. Okay, so life life is to- t- capped at a hundred. Creatures is capped at a hundred. Creature tokens. Creature tokens. Oh no, this says creatures and creature token cap. Count, well, I bet it's creature token. I mean, it says creatures and creature token count. How many people are going to have a hundred non-token creatures out? It's not possible. What if this is like, well, how about locust god? 
those are creature tokens. Oh yeah, no, that's true. I guess that's true. No, that's true. What about copying things? Those are tokens too. Um, you, you can't possibly because you need lands in your deck. <laughs> what if you steal things from other players? If you steal that many, heck, then yeah, that's a standing ovation. Slow clap. You know how many if you times, have a hundred. You know how many times creatures? I can bounce Gonti Lord of Luxury in a reanimator deck. As I'm gonna steal everything. If you get a hundred non-token creatures on your battlefield, you tweet at us, and we're gonna send you a hundred dollars. Andy's gonna send you a hundred. Coil's going to send you fifty, and I'll send you fifty. I'll send you fifty cents. <laughs> Ryan says we don't have the budget for that. Oh, it's not in our budget. It's not in our budget. We'll give you a thumbs up. Personalized thumbs up. Did they say there's a reason why? Um, so the capping at 100 life is to prevent unlimited life gains. Any triggers from gaining life still happens, but doesn't really stop anything except to put a plausible number other than 10 million out. For the creatures, is this is to prevent unlimited token shenanigans. In any case, if a player is able to generate that many tokens, he would probably win the game. They've never played against Rakdos Charm. That's true. I mean, it, it's a thing, but <laughs> I guess if they have if they have the life capped at a hundred and the and the creatures capped at a hundred, and you Rakdos Charm them for a hundred, then they die. Well, they gained a hundred, so they were at more than one. I they were at at least one when they gained their life. So if they, oh no, their life's oh you're right. If yeah. their life is capped at a hundred, yeah. They lose to Rakdos Charm in that rule. Mm-hmm. One whole card. Yeah, one two mana instant. I love that card. It's it's very. I, I like think that. it's very I like niche. To, I but... like to. I like playing Swarm, but sure. I mean, if you are making more than hundred, you are likely winning. If they have haste, if they don't, everybody has a turn to remove a bunch of one ones. Yeah, which is fairly easy. I think one hundred is much too low to put the cap there, just because there's things like. Aetherflux Reservoir, and the fact of the matter is, in Commander, your three opponents have a cumulative life total of 120. So even if you had 101 flyers, you couldn't kill everyone in that one turn. So I think upping this cap to 500, which is still hard to you know keep track of, but I think 500, it gets rid of the infiniteness that you're trying to get rid of but still puts it at a point where it's like, if you can go that high, you're going to win. Yeah. Mm, I like playing token decks and that would make it a lot harder to do instead of just putting my uh, D20 spin downs on the, on the battlefield and yeah. saying, I have 9 million there of was, these. There was a long time that I was opening up our devastation packs <laughs> and I would go, here, Andy, I found another locust token. <laughs> Here, Andy, I found another locust I have a token. Fat stack of locusts. You do, and five five elementals. You have like and the fattest stack I've seen of those from an Omnath deck. I I built Omnath. That was my first commander deck ever. Fun fact. No, it wasn't. I lied to you all. My second commander deck ever. First was Anwan the Rune Sage. Mono black. Anwan the Rune Sage. Anwan. It's not Rune Sage. Mono black and one. It's a vampire that says at the beginning of your upkeep, of every upkeep, they sack that player sacks a non-vampire. It was a mono black. Your vampire first deck. deck was mono black. Yes. I never played against. I this can't deck be- before. No, I. This was this was before Commander exploded. It was before I. It was when I only played kitchen table magic, and we said let's play 
commander. So we all were looking at <clears throat> commanders to make, and it was easy for me to build a tribal deck, and it was cheap mm-hmm. um, because that was when there were a lot of vampires in standard, I guess, and cards were a little... It was before everything had rotated, but I think at that time... Um, uh, no? I started playing in Gate Crash, so it was probably during like Dragon's Maze or original Theros, maybe okay. M14, mm-hmm. um, but I built Mono Black... I want to look up the full name. Is, is it? I might have been right with Anawan. Anawan. Yeah, the Rune Sage. Yeah, so it is a 4-3 uh, legendary vampire shaman for three black black at the beginning of your upkeep. Oh, your upkeep. So each player sacrifices a non-vampire. Okay. So at the beginning of my upkeep. So I only played vampires and I played a bunch of stuff that made people sack or I would just destroy creatures. Yeah. And then they only they would only have one. They'd have to sack it. Um. I don't think it was particularly a good deck, but we didn't really know what we were doing. And I did use like a lot of forums at the time sure. to just see what I could do. Um, but I was told monocolor is easier when you're starting. And then I built Which on math true. Locus of Rage and I bought all the tokens I could. But at that time they were like 10 cents. Right. Now they're over a dollar. Yeah, they sure are. And I have probably 20 of those guys. What's the most expensive token you own? It used to be... It used to be the the Star Star Elemental that came from the card from Dragon's Maze that was the only card that was valuable and then it was reprinted. Voice of Resurgence. Voice of Resurgence. Ah, your voice just resurged on that microphone too. You know, I look down <laughs> and you're supposed to talk into the microphone the entire time. Yeah, so Voice of Resurgence um, says when I... Um, uh, Whenever Voice of Resurgence dies, put a green and white elemental creature token onto the battlefield with this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. Yep. Very good. But at one point, that, that token was like 7 or $8. And that gotcha. was played in Modern. Voice of Resurgence was played in Modern. There was a Counters Company deck that mm-hmm. was Collected Company with the um, Devoted Druid um, combo. Mm-hmm. and But this was just in the deck. Gotcha. That was the most expensive token that I had. Um, now it's, I think, the Mythic Edition Elspeth token that yep, I have. Yep. I think that's. I sold that one. At at Command Fest. Well, when I when I sold my Elspeth, I didn't I didn't include the token with it, right? Because I just sold the Elspeth, right? And then <clears throat> I think two months went by. I think it was you who told me. You said, "Can you believe this? This token's like thirty five dollars." Uh huh. That's a token. Mm hmm. Sure is, but it's a token with that special see Elspeth art right yeah, in the middle. With the mask. It's she's holding the mask. She's yes. holding a mask. Yes. Well, kind of in front of her face. Yes. Oh no, is it no, it's not in front of her face. She's holding it. She's out. just holding it out. Yeah. So I have that. That's probably my most expensive token now. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I have another house rule. This one, this one I like. This one I'd want to actually institute because I think this should be included in more games. So this is um if no one's the monarch, you can spend four mana at sorcery speed and become the monarch. And then the monarch is in the game. I love the monarch. I, I actually, I'm just going to do a quick rebuttal right here because it's going to be in the same. Uh, first blood gets monarch. That's too soon. What do you mean? So the person who's already playing a fast aggro deck potentially gets to start drawing cards first. Because and if you're slow decks, you can't draw any. What if you deal damage well, on turn? Not, you can't draw any. You still draw your draw step. Well, that person that swings on turn, potentially one if they have a 1-1 one, one haste or swings on turn two. Sure. They could potentially draw three cards before anybody deals damage back to them. It fixes aggro decks, though. 
like mono red aggro that do you, doesn't have card advantage. Do you think um, Reese the Redeemed needs help? Uh, no. No. But that's turn two swinging, not turn one. It still could be turn two swinging and drawing three cards be. before anyone else. Be. And then you unload seven elves on turn two. I think Isamaru, <laughs> Hound of Krosa, or whatever. Kounda? Kounda? Yeah, the mono white dog. Does need that help, though. Yeah, that deck would. Could I, use think, that. I think it helps more decks than hurts more decks. I just want Monarch. So if that's what we had to do to get Monarch, if that's the rule that had to happen to get Monarch in the game, I would still be on board. I just like this one more because then you have to do something to become it. I think... Normally it's on a creature. I think I would like that rule that you that you proposed, the four mana. Uh, you could do it at instant speed. However, you could only do it on your own turn. Yeah, it said sorcery speed. Oh, I thought you said instant speed. No, sorcery speed. Sorcery speed, yes. You can only do it on your turn. Although, it's yeah. And you would you normally can... play it on a creature or something, so it's like you did that. You didn't get the creature, but right. now you're the monarch, so you get to draw a card for the four mana you spent into it. If, if it's, or whatever it is you think that's If fair. it specifically said you can only do it on your own turn. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if there's some well, hijinks could... about sorcery speed that you can just do it on other people's turns. Well, normally you have to cast a spell. This isn't a spell. Because like, you could quicken right. into paying four mana, right. but that says the next spell. This isn't a spell. So this just has to be a done on your own turn. Wizards are going to print something in the next set just to prove me right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I only have one more, so you go for it. Okay. I'm going to go back to this other thread that was about 100 life capped and stuff. Okay. Um, this one is actually also one that's played at our LGSs, and that is um, extra turns. You can you can not take I think at RLGS it's you can't take more than three extra you turns. You can, in a row. but you lose four points in the league. At the other LGS, you just straight up can't take more than three extra turns in a row. Mm. They don't allow it. It's five and ten. Five not extra turns. Yeah. No, five. You can take five on one night and ten on the other. Really? Yeah. I thought it was three. If you're taking five or ten, you're good. It's three, and then you lose points. It's not capped oh, at three. Yeah, I was just confusing the two. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that one. But if you're already taking three extra turns... Please win. <laughs> you probably are. I sure hope you are. <laughs> if you're not winning... God, I don't want to say fix your deck because that sounds mean, but <laughs> that come is mean. on. That is mean. But please. All right, here's one that I really like. Okay. And I think we should actually institute this for real. Like some of these are good. This one, I think we should honestly start. As long as your next line doesn't say like you can't target creatures in your graveyard. No, it is on commander nights. When someone wins, that deck can't be played again for the rest of the night. So it forces you to play your other commander decks that you have. Unless you only have one. Right. But in our case where all of our friends have between like five and 15 or more decks, if it wins, just put it away. Right. And then play with something else because, you know, you play with your new hotness for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, and I think I even mentioned this to you. you. We've seen a lot of your Yarok deck. Yep. We've seen a lot of your Jorian. Jorian. Yep. But we haven't seen some of your old decks in a while. It'd be nice. You can still play those two, but then you're not going to play them again. Right. And I mean, we've had nights before we played like seven games because someone can go quickly, but then you, you keep going through and a lot of people talk about having too many commander decks. Well, I don't get to play them as much or I have too many that I don't play. Well, then... If you know you're going to win with one, play it one time or just bring six others. And then the person who's winning has to put that winning deck away and Mm -hmm. play one that might be a little less strong. I I do actually have to play 
with my Ayara deck one more time before I take it apart. Because it is being taken apart. Why? Because I'm building... Another uh, mono black deck? No, Demir, Atros. Oh. oh, okay. Oracle of Half-Truths. Well, it's nice because you can just move cards over and put it back together whenever you want. I could. I'm probably going to keep it. Although I could, I could though, just rebuild Shirei because that's why I haven't rebuilt Shirei is because of Atris. Yeah. Or because of, uh, she just lost, she just, she just, she just came out of my head. Lock, <laughs> first of Lockthane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. We just played with her last night yeah, too. We played, we played on, we streamed on Brawl and played IR on Brawl. <sighs> that was such a fun deck. Yeah. I actually won with it once and you won with it once. Yep. And the only deck we lost to it with is against Ayara. Because we didn't play Balls of Citadel when we should have. I still don't agree with that. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We lost to Balls of Citadel and had Balls of Citadel. Um, Such a good card. House rules. I like house rules. I mean, I think they're interesting. I think we should start implementing some just to shake things up every once in a while. Yeah. I also think we should just play Plane Chase. Plane Chase? It's Plane Chase. Plane Chase. Chase the planes. Do you have, listeners, any house rules? If you do... Tell us about them. Please. Or if there's any issues that you have and reasons why you instituted them, we also want to know about that because there's a reason why our LGSs have house rules because yeah. there were issues. Yeah. You can't take yeah. multiple extra turns without penalties or you can't go infinite or in fact has been raised there. I mean, there's reasons why there is um, some, you know, obviously some we agree with some we don't, but um, this was interesting looking up a bunch of these house rules. It was, I mean, there's a lot of unique play groups out there the, st- the stack still resolving when someone dies is crazy yeah what's your favorite one that we talked about um i well mulling to i i i i think the one is the monarch paying sorcery speed format that's just, a great house love rule. the monarch so much it's great you don't even own a crown but someone at our LGS does. It's Burger King crown. <laughs> it's a Burger King crown. You just pass it around <laughs> when you become the monarch. <laughs> How about you? Which one did you, which, if you had to pick one of these to institute, which would you pick? So already taking out the, uh, the mulligan rule, the free seven, because we already do that one. We already do that. That one is instituted. Definitely uh, keeping on playing when someone else already wins. If someone plays yeah. a, an alternate win con, the other three people get to the other playing. three or however many are still in are just going to continue to play their game. Yeah, that that was my favorite. Yeah, one. I think these are good rules because it's more magic. Want to crack a pack? Heck yeah, I want to crack a pack. All right, we're going to crack a pack. Pack of Guilds of Ravnica. Ooh, and we're going to put a card into a commander deck. What are you hoping for? Vraska Golgari Queen. Okay. She works in Commander real well. Or, you know, for a Commander card, Amira, the uh, Soul of the Accord is really good. Making tokens. I want a Flying Trample 6-6. Six, six. Doom Whisper? Doom that's from Whisper. That's from Guilds? Yeah, that is from Guilds, isn't it? It sure is. And gosh, gosh darn it. <laughs> if that creature was legendary, I think it would be broken. But... Holy crap, would I build that deck in a heartbeat? Yeah. So it, it reminds me a lot of when Archfiend of Ifner got re- released for Amonkhet. Yeah. And it was a Cycling Matters mono black card. Ugh. 
If only it was legendary. I almost lost that card the other night playing against an Anya deck that was discarding cards. Heck yeah. Putting minus counters on every creature of mine. And like, <sighs> oh boy, <laughs> this is going south very quickly. One day I'll do a, I'll do a commander of the week on the Scorpion God and talk about how much I love Archfiend of Ifner in that deck. And I've only beat that deck when I'm not playing a token deck. That deck's literally never won a game. It's literally <laughs> in its entire existence has never won a game. And it's so much fun to That's play. That's how my Tibor and Lumia deck is right now. Yeah. No wins yet. We'll get there one day. One day. One day. All right. Let's open this pack. ASMR pack opening. No. Full volume. Okay. First card. Cosmetronic Wave. Three and a red for a sorcery. Cosmetronic Wave deals one damage to each creature your opponents control. Creatures your opponents control can't block. Okay. So it gives you some evasion. That's not bad in Commander. Yeah. Intrusive Pack Beast. 3-3 Beast for 4 and a white with Vigilance that says when Intrusive Pack Beast enters the battlefield, tap up to two creatures your opponents control. That's not bad. Okay. Radical Idea. I'm I'm already, I'm I'm on top of this. One and a blue, draw a card with Jumpstart. Discard a card and you can cast it again by paying its mana cost. I like that card. I like it. Mm -hmm. I honestly wonder if I should play a Sinoyan Dar. It's two spells. It's four mana though. But you draw two cards. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Devkarin Descendant. Dissident, not Descendant. Dissident. Dissident. One and a green for a 2-2 Elf Warrior that has pay five. It gets plus two, plus two till end of turn. It's an Elf. That matters. It's also a Warrior, which matters. It's Both of those things matter. It's got relevant creature types. It sure does. Vicious Rumors. Do you spread Vicious Rumors? Um, No. I'm not telling. <laughs> For one black in the sorcery, uh, Vicious Rumors deals one damage to each opponent. Each opponent discards a card, puts the top card of their library into their graveyard, and then you gain one life. Yeah, that does a lot of things. It does, but I don't know if I want that. You mill one, discard one, and I gain one. I guess you lose one. And I want I want my... It's a pretty efficient spell. Yeah, it does <laughs> a lot. black, it does a lot. Garrison... Sergeant. Sergeant? Sergeant. Sergeant or Sergeant? S-E-R-G-E-A-N-T. Sergeant. 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 <laughs> For a 3-3 three, three, that costs three red, white. Okay. Vicino Soldier. Vicino Soldier. Garrison Sergeant has double strike as long as you control a gate. Gates are hard to play around with in Commander. Yeah. Unless you're playing a, a card, a, a deck that cares about gates. I would say this is probably not relevant no it's very niche yeah muse drake three and a blue for a one three flying that has when it enters the battlefield draw a card okay i don't know brago it needs okay okay Mm -hmm. selesnia locket i think lockets are great lockets are good lockets are really good for if you're looking to get a budget rock Mm -hmm. if you don't have stuff for a commander sphere this is the same CMC as the Commander Sphere. Taps for the colors you likely are playing, and you can pay four to draw two instead of sacking it to draw one. Definitely different cards, but I think I think it I think mana geode I might like better. But because that scries one. It scries one when it enters the battlefield. That one can draw you one though, but then it doesn't produce mana. It draws you after, two. Or yeah. But then it doesn't produce mana after you get the draw no. two. But drawing two is- So you pay three for um Selesnia Locket is three colorless to add uh it taps to add a green or a white to your mana pool, or you pay four hybrid Selesnia, so green or a white, uh four to tap it and sack it to draw two cards. 
You have to I like tap it. it to sack it? You do. Oh, I like it less. Dead weight for one black. It's an aura that says enchant creature gets minus two, minus two. I play that in arena so much. It's a good card. Yeah, it's shock for black. But, well, kind on of. a creature only. <laughs> well, true. That's true. I guess. I don't shock I don't like it. much. But. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sold on dead weight. Join shields. Three green white for an instant. Untap all creatures you control. They gain hexproof and indestructible till end of turn. It's a fun combat trick. Wait, is, is there yelling people in that picture? They're not yelling. They're just behind some shields. Are there no one's yelling? In no it? one's yelling. Okay. Do you wish they were? Is it better if they were yelling? I'm, Would you I'm, pick it if they were yelling? I'm, I'm building teamer people yelling tribal right now. <laughs> Who's the commander? Or no, not teamer. Sorry. Naya. Naya people yelling tribal. Who's the commander? Uh, 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 oh my gosh. I, I hope they're yelling. yelling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, her spark ignited on Amonkhet. Samut? Samut. Samut is yelling. She, oh, she's yelling. Oh, yeah. She's turned around and she's going, ah! Naya people yelling. <laughs> Naya people yelling is, is one of the decks I'm building right now. All right. Arboretum Elemental. It's a 7-5 with Convoke for 7 green green. So Convoke is you can tap a creature to help pay for one generic mana of the spell. Or colored. Or of that creature's color. Yep. And it's a 7-5 hexproof. I'm, I don't think so. It's pretty vanilla once it's out. Yeah. Uh, next card, Wand of Vertebrae for one generic, uh, an artifact that taps put the top card of your library into your graveyard, or pay two, tap it, exile it, shuffle five cards from your graveyard into your library. Heck yeah. Self mill. Let's go. And our rare, Legion Warboss. Oh. So very good for a goblin deck. So two and a red for a 2-2 two, two goblin soldier with mentor. So when it attacks, you put a plus one, plus one counter on... Uh, target attacking creature with less power so on a one one uh but it also has the beginning of combat on your turn create a one one red goblin creature token that token gets haste until end of turn and must attack this combat of fable mm-hmm. that's fine yeah I'll, I'll attack with that that token yeah you can block it sure or Who maybe cares? you can't maybe and it's unblockable I still deal one and then i keep that maybe sacrifice it who needs uh, it we got a foil <gasps> what we get as a foil golgari Guildgate. okay I like that. That's like my number one. It's your number one gate? Number one card in that pack right now. Golgari. Golgari land. Let's go Golgari. <clears throat> Let's play Marin. All right. Second, second, or our, our land slot is Selesnia Guildgate. I won't mention mention to the listeners that you just dropped the foil Golgari Guildgate. I didn't drop it. I dropped it. <laughs> I dropped it. Okay. It's not dropped anymore. And then we got a 1-1 one, one lifelink soldier token. Okay. So if you are trying to max out on 100 and you implement a house rule that says you must have 100, we've got one extra one for one. you. So if you only that's have going to go into the prize pool. <laughs> it's going in. So if you have 99, you're going to have 100 now. Yeah. If you have none, you're going to have one and you just need 99 more. Yeah. You're, you're almost <laughs> you're there. You're on your you're way. You're at least 1% away. Okay. So uh, Legion War Boss. It's the best card in the pack it's, for like every format. Pretty not much popper because it's not legal. Okay, so if not it, every, you said pretty it, much it, every it, format, it, I guess. Keep it playing popper. Um, but I think I am. I think it's also a, probably a decent cube card. Yeah, I it's I say it's really it's it's good in pretty much everything. I do play it in my uh, Cranko Tin Street Kingpin. 
uh, deck because you don't play the mob boss. Because I, I I like your version a lot. I play mob boss in the '99. Yeah. And if you're playing the mob boss, you play the the kingpin in the '99. That's right. That's right. Um, I like radical idea. That's 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 probably my my second to draw a card and then jumpstart to draw a card. That probably belongs in your Noyandar deck and my Jorian deck, and it's not in either. But I am going to pick the vertebrae to self-mill myself and then also save cards from my library and shuffle them back in in case someone tries to bajuka bog me. Or Clothis, or right? The new Clothis yeah. could just get rid of one of them. That was great. Yeah. This is another good pack that we're going to put into the prize pool. Yes. And um, we did just set up our pre- Patreon account. So yes. um, once we actually launch that, mm-hmm. um, we will do a fun giveaway um, as kind of like a, a launch promotion. And then we're going to, but we'll do this as a, a giveaway just after that. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have more info on that soon. Awesome. And now we have commander of the week. Commander of the week. Week. I don't know what it says. It's like not that. weak. It's strong. <laughs> it's a strong deck. Strong like bull. So for commander of the week this week, we have the scare ab God, the scare God. Scare abs. We're we're in the Demir world right now. Demir is probably like my favorite color combination. Black and blue. Yeah. Uh, so for three, a blue and a black, you get to cast a legendary creature god called the Scarab God. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I know, crazy, oh my right? Goodness. It's a five-five that says at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life, and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you control. But now you might say, "Hey, hey, Mike." The Scarab God isn't a zombie. Who calls you Mike? I mean, half the people in the world call me Mike. Oh, okay. okay. Half the people in the world call me Coil. And then, like, my mom and this one guy at work call me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ryan. Producer Ryan. Michael Petrichor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you might think, hey, Mike, or Coil, or Michael. I don't think my mom's going to ask me about magic. but Or Pat. Oh, we're gonna do that one. If you tweet at him, refer to Coil as Pat. Which I I I have a new Twitter handle though. No surprises yet. I'm I'm derailing you right now, so we'll you continue. <laughs> so you might ask, hey Mike, why is that first ability relevant for a creature that isn't even a zombie? Well, that is only the cream on top of the cake. Because who puts cream on their cake? It's Icy's a cream. It's fine. <laughs> whipped cream on cake. You don't put whipped cream on cake. Strawberry not normally, shortcake. But I would. I would eat it. Strawberry shortcake. Whipped cream. That's not real cake. Cheesecake. Whipped cream. All right. Yeah. I'd have some. Yeah. I'm not making you cheesecake anymore. So, the activated ability of the Scarab God says for two, a blue, and a black. Exile target creature card from a graveyard and create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4-4 black zombie. It makes zombies. That's awesome. But it's not a zombie itself, which can sometimes be a downside. Um, Now, there is another ability that all the Hour of Devastation uh, legendary gods have, which is when it dies and goes to the graveyard, you can return it to your hand at the beginning of the end step. This kind of helps you avoid commander attacks a lot of times. Super nice. And people will target this thing every single time that it's out. 
and it's really hard to have this commander out for more than a turn. Uh, I'll be honest with you. So, one of the reasons why that god um, super type or creature type could be a downside. One of the enchantments I play in the deck is called Call to the Grave. Call to the Grave for four and a black. It's an enchantment that says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-zombie creature. I'll tell you right now, the Scarab God is the only non-zombie creature I'm going to have. But it also says at the beginning of the end step, if no creatures are on the battlefield, sacrifice Call to the Grave. Chances are I am going to have some sort of zombie on the field at all points in time. So there will always be a zombie on the field and Call to the Grave is going to stay out and make everyone sacrifice their non-zombies. But other than that, the Scarab God is absolutely a perfect commander for this deck. And we're going to go ahead and play a, a kind of an expensive enchantment in here for one blue. It is called Training Grounds. It says that activated abilities of creatures you control cost up to two generic less to activate. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana an ability costs to activate less than one mana, but this makes it so Scarab God can activate his ability to exile a creature card from a graveyard and create a 4-4 black zombie creature token copy of it for just black and blue, which can be very, very, very useful. The deck doesn't play a ton of ramp, especially in colors, so the, the difference in getting a training grounds out could be like, three activations versus one activation or or four versus two activations so it, it's very very useful in the right situations as long as no one's exiling your uh, graveyard powerhouse card and it's actually pretty cheap in any zombie tribal deck where you are playing blue and it will get removed even if you're friends with somebody rooftop storm for five and a blue it's an enchantment that says you may pay zero rather than pay the mana for zombie creature spells you cast. You just dump your hand. No problem. Now, um, I do play five different Lilianas in this deck. My favorite planeswalker. Fun fact. I play Liliana Death's Majesty, which is the Amonkhet Liliana for three, a black and a black. You can create a 2-2 black creature token and put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard for her plus one. Minus three to reanimate a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield and it becomes a black zombie. Or minus seven to destroy all non-zombie creatures. And she starts at five loyalty. Um, some of the other Lilianas, you're making zombies. Um, you're, you're, you're killing people with your zombies. I won't go into full detail with all the Lilianas. Would you say there's zombies involved? There's, you know, you know the one thing I actually haven't mentioned yet in this deck what haven't you mentioned? A zombie. I have not gone over any of the zombies yet. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about some of the good zombies. Uh, we will. We will. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I, I just want to talk about some of the niche cards in here that some people might not play in their zombie tribal deck. Uh, I do play a very expensive card called Rings of Bright Hearth in here. And it's actually on the chopping block for the deck right now. Uh, it is a three mana artifact that says when you play an activated ability, if it isn't a man ability, you may pay two generic. If you do copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. This allows you to activate your Scarab God uh, twice for only a little bit more mana rather than having to pay for the ability twice. And then the two other non-zombie cards I want to talk about are Phyrexian Altar and Ashnod's Altar to sacrifice your creatures and produce mana. Phyrexian Altar 
cost three generic you sack a creature to add one um, mana of any color to your mana pool ashna's altar is a three mana artifact you sacrifice a creature create two colorless mana to your mana pool now the pistol of resistance which is the zombies. <laughs> I don't think that's how that's pronounced. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I only speak German and, oh, okay. and English. Okay. A little, little bit. So uh, we have a ton of zombie lords in this deck. We have Cemetery Reaper, which gives other zombie creatures you control plus one, plus one. Um we have Death Baron, which gives uh, skeletons and zombies you control, plus one, plus one, and Death Touch. We have Diagraph Captain, other zombies you get plus one, plus one. Whenever another zombie you control dies, target opponent loses one life. Um, we have uh, some of the, I guess, a, a non-zombie ghoul caller, Giza. Uh, you pay a black, tap it, sacrifice another creature, and put X2-2 black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield. Um we have uh, some some cards from War of the Spark. Uh, Gleaming Overseer. When Gleaming Overseer enters the battlefield, you amass one. Zombie tokens you control have Hexproof and Menace. Um, there is uh, a, a prized amalgam, which comes out on the battlefield whenever you cast, uh, or whenever a creature comes onto the battlefield from your graveyard. Um, Plague Belcher is another one of the zombies that whenever a zombie you control dies, an opponent loses one life. So... Um, the point of, or the, the win condition, I guess, of the deck, there's a couple ways you can win. You can just swing at people with all your lorded up zombies. You can have a giant board. You can get down an undead alchemist, which converts all of your damage from your zombies into milling an opponent in case they might have infinite amount of life or something like that. Or you can assemble one of the infinite combos that is in that and and i say one of there really is only one and that is grave crawler who is for one black it's a two one zombie it says grave crawler can't block you may cast grave crawler from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie and phyrexian altar so as long as you control a, a zombie that has one of these pinging effects to deal one damage to an opponent and you have grave crawler and phyrexian altar out you can sacrifice your grave crawler for a black, cast it for a black. Sacrifice it for a black, cast it for a black. I've lost to that multiple times. Yeah, it, it tends... It's pretty consistent, though. Do you have tutors in there? I have two tutors. Do you have, like, an entomb or a burial life? Uh, actually, I do not. I only play um, Diabolic Tutor, two black black. Yeah. And I play Final Parting. Yeah, reasonable tutors. Final Parting actually... Uh, activates the combo like yeah, immediately. Yeah, because you get one zombie to your hand, one to the graveyard, and then you can play the zombie. Well, I usually get Phyrexian Altar to hand. Oh, grave- you get two cards, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And Grave Crawler to the to the graveyard. Yeah. As long as you have one black mana, you're good to go. Exactly. Interesting. So, Final Parting is a really good card, and it's, I think, underplayed. Yeah, definitely. I I, I would let, I actually want to look up the statistics, statistics for that to see how much it gets played. Um just a quick thing, the best card in your own deck to make into a 4-4 is Undead Warchief, who is normally a 2 black black that says zombie spells you play cost 1 less to play. Zombies you control get plus 2, plus 1. So he actually sees his own buff, and he's normally a 1-1. One, one. 
So you can bring him back as a 4-4, and with his own buff, he actually becomes a 6-5. That makes all of your other zombie spells cost one less. And then I also highly recommend running a Wonder in your deck that says... Uh, as long as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control have flying. And then some things like Vizier of Many Faces to come in as a copy of another one of your lords. Quasi-duplicate to make a copy of another one of your lords. You're really just trying to swing and kill people with all of your zomboys. We'll post that deck list so you can win with all the zombies. Heck yeah. Just like Quild does. <laughs> Sometimes. It's, oh, a fair, it's, 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 pretty, it's honestly it's pretty a pretty fair deck. It, it starts steamrolling after a while. Yeah, like, you I don't can't. know how to get around <laughs> any of this. If I mean, you you play it and people are like, board wipe. Like, dang it. Okay. And then you like put some more things out and they're like, board wipe. Like, are you ever going to let me have a board state? And then if they let you have one, then you just like. You're just, good to go. You just go off. You're good to go. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, we will post that with the show notes on Twitter. Um. I think that's going to start taking us to the end of the show. Start taking start the show? To, we're almost there. Yeah, I rambled about my deck a lot. You you re, you did talk a lot about that, but that's good though because I love we that got deck to look, so much. It's I, one of my I first commander gone, decks I've oh, made. I think you went over more in that deck than any other deck that you've gone over. It's it's one of my favorites. You had that deck built for a really long time. For though. a very I mean my first set was Amon Cat and that commander came out in Hour of Devastation. Yeah. And that's right around the time that we started playing. So that's one of my first commander decks that I built. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, well, like always, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can head to guardianprojectpodcast.com. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ATFlory. You can find me at my new Twitter tag, Worm Coil Engine. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, Coil as in C-O-Y-L-E. Ryan hates it. It's a card. It's awesome. It, it actually is is very great. It's very great. Um, take, also take a look for uh, hashtag guardian project pod to find our posts and episodes. We like to hear from you. So send your comments to us because we like them. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It still sounds funny, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> um, and if there's any topics you have, send them to us and we'll go over them on the next episode. Oh, can I do a quick sneak peek about next week's little bit that we're gonna run yeah called commanders explain badly oh it's coming back it's coming back next week but i really wanted to say it this week because this week's valentine's day it's a valentine theme it's a valentine's themed commander oh, explain badly valentine's day a day early a day early so andy you have to guess this commander <laughs> okay i'm so nervous now roses are red my commander costs two it used to be 12. Now it's coming for you. Oh, this is this is a dinosaur. It's green. Yep. It's, oh, um, Galta. It's Galta. <laughs> <laughs> I always lose to Coil's mono green Galta deck. Give Galta double strike. Swing it, Andy. That's all you never, gotta do. I've never not lost <laughs> because he just goes, I was going to swing it all at Andy. Crap. Oh my gosh. But remember, when you're playing for commander damage, you gotta <laughs> kill one person first. Well, that about wraps up our show. So we will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. A goodbye. I'm so excited. I also looked at Final Party. Yeah. It's in 6,487 decks.
That's not a lot. That's a lot. Is it? I think so. Also has a really good art depiction of Liliana. And she's finally parting from her brother, <laughs> Joe Zuvess. She murdered him. 